the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Let me tell you about it. Most of the shops that I am I tell you about are gray-haired guys like me. Been around a long time. Have a little bit of, have sometimes a lot of grease under our fingernails. And we're the same guys that fix the elderly ladies' lawnmower in our neighborhood. And, 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 the, the la- and we'd much rather talk about a lot of other things other than car and car repair stuff. But that's just the world we live in. So Blackwell Automotive fits that perfectly. 40th Street and Greenway. Tom is everything I just talked about. (laughs) He's really good at what he does. He does vintage work as well as your brand new cars with 14 computers in them with climate control and blowing cotton cold air up your tail end during the daytime when you're driving around the city. All that kind of stuff is within his area of expertise. So that whole northeast quadrant of the city and the and and the metropolitan Phoenix area is a difficult one because there's lots of shops that come and go on a regular basis and none of them really have the kind of 10 15 20 years that the rest of the shops that I I want to talk about so he's got that area covered Blackwell Automotive 40th and Greenway and let's zip on over to Eddie Eddie good morning good morning how can I help you I have a 82 Chrysler, 5th Avenue, 318 engine, and when I drive it, it runs, it starts up, to run for a few hours, and then just stalls out. So I took it to the place where they told me last week, Sun City, okay. all those place. I went over there, the guy said, I don't work on carburetors. Okay. So I... Okay. I have carburetor on my car. He's always most against on the newer cars. Okay. Well, I think it's a mistake for you to diagnose it as a carburetor because your 318 has a distributor pickup assembly. It has an ignition module, and it has a coil. It's got a lot of problems yeah. that... And, and, and so you got to be able to drive it, and you got to be able to check it out before you can come to that conclusion because I fixed a lot of, of, car, of cars who came in that wanted carburetor work with doing ignition work. And I remember a Ford not too long ago that we found this wire that somebody had left half disconnected at the coil. And even though the thing ran intermittently, it had died for no reason. And I saw that it had a new fuel pump on it. So I think I'd take it over to Harker's. 38th Avenue and Indian School, Harker's, and I would just describe to him what happens, and if you can actually make it happen, you could say to him, yeah. could I take someone for a ride? I can make it happen. But uh, I, I, it's, I think it's intermittent. You, Sometimes it'll run for a while, and then all of a sudden, like a few days, no problem, then it just happens. 
Okay, so when it dies, does it start yeah. right back up? Most of the time, yeah. Okay, so most of the time is not good enough. Um, it, it, so when it dies, do you have to crank it extensively for a, uh, for 15 or 20 seconds before it starts up? Um, sometimes. It's like okay. intermittent. Sometimes I stall out. I pull over to the curb and wait. Then I wait about maybe 10 seconds, 5 seconds. Then the key starts up. Sometimes okay. I try to do it too quick. It won't start. It won't okay. Okay, Eddie, the reason why I ask you these questions is this. If it runs out of fuel and the carburetor's bad, you're going to have to crank the hell out of it to get it to start again. Every time. That's why I'm asking you these questions. Okay? Yeah. And so if you, if, if it dies and stalls and every time you hit the key and it goes, ruh, ruh, then it ain't yeah. gas. It isn't gas. This could be an EGR valve that's sticking open. This could easily be an EGR valve that's sticking open. So so maybe Harkers will say, I'm going to pull the vacuum line off the EGR valve. I'm going to plug the vacuum line with a golf tee, and I'm going to have you drive it this way for another week or two. And then Eddie comes back and says, it never died once. Okay, well, then I'm going to replace your EGR valve. So I don't want you to go have the EGR valve replaced. I want you to have someone diagnose it, and I think Harkers where, is where was that? Where was that valve on the car? It's on the intake manifold. On oh, the manifold. Yeah, but you're gonna. I'm not gonna that tell car, you anymore. That car has one. Yeah, yeah, it does. That, yeah, it does. Yeah, intake manifold. Yeah. So, but but see here, if you pull it and you don't know what you're doing, you're gonna cause a check engine light to come on, and then Eddie's gonna have another problem that Mark just gave him. You have to know what you're doing when you're doing all of this. So I'm just giving you an example of I'm quite sure that's one of the things that they're going to want to do is is, is check the EGR valve and and see if it's causing the problem. And and, and us old gray-haired guys, we, we know what it looks like, we know what it smells like and stuff like that. So, if we take right. the if we take the EGR even, valve off of your car and we find that it's just covered in carbon, just got carbon from one end to the other, then we're probably going to put a new one on there, and we're going to tell Eddie to hot rod the car a little bit more than just driving around like he's got his hot cup of coffee uh, between his legs. So just just you know roughhouse the cars a little bit more, get a little bit more on the throttle. But I don't know if that's going to fix it. But just take it to Harker's 38th Avenue in Indian School, and I'm quite sure that they can find the problem that's that's driving you crazy. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you very much, David. You're up next. How can I help you? Yeah, Mark, I've got an 05 Isuzu Ascender. It's a, uh, a rebadged Chevy Blazer, 166,000 miles, and it won't, automatic transmission won't shift into third or fourth. Ever. Right, right now it's ever, yes. Now, in fact, because it was, it was a little progressive, was going into third, now it won't go into third, and it just kind of flies into neutral at this okay. point. Well, 166,000 miles, you've been around the world, the equator, six times. Um, I think that what I would do if I were uh, working on it is I'd go drive it, and I'd say to you, does it make any difference if it's hot or cold? Yeah, it does not. Okay. Um, and then I'd probably pull the pan, and if I found half the transmission in the oil pan, and then I'd bid you a transmission. That's what I'd do. Yeah, I did, I did drop the pan to replace uh, some of the fluid and the filter. Okay. And it was, 
Yeah, dirty, but not particles, no. I know, but see, you don't know what we know when we look at it. So now that you've done that, um, it's really us pulling the pan and looking at it is is useless because all we're going to see is since the last time you were in there. Next time, just take a picture of the pan. Take a picture of the metal well, in the bottom of the pan. Take a picture of those little mounds of, of black stuff. That means something to all of us. So we're gonna, we yeah. don't really want to have the pan full of fluid. We're going to take the pan off, dump the fluid out of it, and we want to see what's on the bottom of the pan. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was kind of it was a little thick and dark. Okay, well, yeah, but that, that but that doesn't even match your symptoms. I mean, thick and dark typically causes a, a lot of other problems. I I would probably take it over to uh, automatic transmission exchange. I would call in advance and say, can can you drive? Can you take it ride with me in it? And and can I leave it there? Um, and you guys diagnose it and call me with an estimate. That's what I would do. So you're setting the stage for, I wanted to come over, I want to drive somebody to drive it so I can demonstrate the problem, I'm going to arrange transportation, leave it with you, you diagnose it and you call me, and just say, what's your diagnostic fee, What? give me the range it's going to be, and that's how I would handle it. I, it's okay. 166,000 miles, you, I mean, you can change the fluid, you can flush it, you can change the filter, um, you can... Uh, go to YouTube and find all kinds of experts that'll tell you how to spend money. But the fact of the matter is, it's got a lot of miles on it. <laughs> and, and, and I, I think the worst case scenario is, is, is YouTube tells you to spend a thousand bucks to do this and do that, and at the end of the day, you still need a transmission. And so, well, you know, yeah, I think you know what I've seen pretty much indicates that's a problem child transmission, and it's probably the clutch back. So, well, that, I don't I just agree with to either. See what you had to say about it. I don't agree with hmm? either one of those. I don't agree that it's a problem transmission, and I don't agree if it is a clutch pack, it would be slipping, and you wouldn't be able to move it. So, so it wouldn't even do first or second then, is what you're saying. Yeah, you're using clutches to shift from first to second, second to third, third to fourth, and and and, and then overdrive and lock up. You're, and you're and you're not even using you're using the solenoid to lock the converter, so you're not using a clutch pack for that. So, but see, you pulled the pan, which means I can't look at the clutch material. So I do uh, have the fluid. Okay, <laughs> I can take the bottle of fluid down there, <laughs> dump it out, and they can sort through it. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think Phil right. would be Phil would laugh at that if you did that. Mark Salem said to bring you a sample of the fluid and you could diagnose it. And he said you're going to touch your finger to it and taste it and be able to tell me exactly what's wrong with my Azuzu. I think Phil would yeah. probably pee his pants if he heard you say that. <clears throat> so right, okay. Okay, good right. luck to you. Thank you. Thanks. And uh, let's see. I can get Scott in. Scott, good morning. How can we help you? How are you doing? Good, good. Okay, I have two questions. One, I have a I have an 06 F-250 four-wheel drive, crew cab, long bed. Driving down the freeway, I go step on the brakes, and it wobbles pretty good. Actually, I'm looking for a place that can align it and check and see what it needs underneath it. So I do get a clunk. It's slow if I turn you know, downhill to the left, I'll get a little clunk. And it's got like 210,000 miles. Gosh, today's the day for... Well, first of all, I disagree with your diagnosis. I think <laughs> what you should do is that you should you should get somebody to drive a car and, and look, or you should drive at somebody and get it to wobble. <laughs> because all yeah. the things that you... 
that's not a first thing on my list is tie rod ends, um, center links, uh, pitman arm, uh, steering box. Um, and I think if you can get it to wobble and somebody's standing outside off to the side, they're going to see those front tires going left and right. Right, right. And and if that's the case, an alignment's not going to help you. Let's well, fix I figured the... I, what I was thinking, if I went into a front edge, I went to Firestone one day, but they, my truck's too long to fit on their rack. Okay, so, okay, yeah. And that is a that that is a problem. There's, I mean... All of us old guys, we have rash for the big four-wheel drives and stuff like that. And and besides that, we know how to line it on the ground anyway, so it doesn't really make any difference. What part of town right, do you live right. in? Uh, 50, 51 and 101. Uh, 50, right, 51 Union Hills. Okay. Blackwell's at 40th and Greenway. He's up in that direction. Do you work anywhere else other than where you, where you live? I mean, do you, is there another location I can give you a repair shop? Um, no, I'm retired. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I, I I would call Blackwell's and say I've got a wobble, and 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 if it's the truth, I'm going to regurgitate this. I've got a wobble when I apply the brakes. The steering wheel shakes left and right, and the whole car, oh, the whole truck shakes. And and Mark Salem said you were really good with Ford four wheel drives, and I'd like to bring it by and drop it off and have you guys. I'll take you for a ride and show you to you if you want. Well, I'll drop it off and have you guys call me with an estimate on the repair. But one of the okay. things I want you to do, too, is when you're driving down the road, I want you to put your hands at 12 o'clock, and I want you to feel that wobble. And if that if your hand is wobbling with the wobble, then then it's not it's going to be something in the in the steering. It's going to be something in the steering. It could be suspension, but it's most likely in the steering, an idler arm, a tie rod, and something like that. Yeah, I got it underneath them. My, my, my tie rods, you know, I can move them. Okay, well, I don't want to see you move them. That that doesn't work for me. I want to I want no, to I know, know that the ball and the socket and they move in complete synchronization or they don't. And you don't have to do. You don't have to. You get underneath there and you look. And I go, Tom, wiggle. And he goes, choo, 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 choo. and I look at it. And go, the tie rod's bad. That's it. We're done. And you can see it because the tie rod, the cup, and the ball and socket and stud, they don't move in synchronization. So if they don't move in synchronization, it's worn out. But I got to run. We'll be back right after this. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Your wake-up call from veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. You've seen the news. Truckers and their supporters were financially targeted. Democrats in the U.S. approve of Trudeau's protest suppression nearly 4 to 1. It's not hard to speculate they would support the same thing here in America. Gold and other precious metals add a layer of privacy and protection to your finances. Get private. Get protected. Get on the phone and call Midas Gold Group now. 480-360-3000. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. 
Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I fish. I also clean local waterways so others can fish and swim. I help build public boat ramps for easy access to the water. I provide fishing and water safety education for kids. I maintain a healthy fish population so tomorrow's anglers can enjoy a catch. I prevent unwanted species from spreading into waters where they don't belong. I restore the condition of rivers to help fish and wildlife thrive. I fund long-term plans to protect our lakes and streams. I do all of these things and more, all because I buy a fishing license. When you buy a fishing license, you do a lot. In fact, every dollar from a license purchase protects and maintains your local waterways for future generations to enjoy. To learn more about how you can get your fishing license, go to TakeMeFishing.org. That's TakeMeFishing.org. I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. A flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Courage. I learned it from my adoptive mom. Hold my hand. You hold my hand. <laughs> Learn about adopting a team from foster care at AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. I'll get it right. 11, 21, 52, 53, 54. <laughs> anyway... Oh boy, today's a, we, we've had a lot of callers today. Um, somebody, uh, Gil, you had a caller and said, "Remind you, what did what was that?" Yeah, that's right, Mark. We had a caller who um, said uh, he asked the question: Is there a car repair shop in Goodyear if for people who live in that area to go to? Do you re- recommend a good car shop? I don't have one in Goodyear. Um, I would love to have one in Goodyear, but I just don't have one in Goodyear. You got to come into town. The easiest thing to do is I have a map of all the shops that I can recommend. And here's why recommending a shop is important to you. Here's my promise to you: if if something goes bad, then I get involved. And if the shop needs to make a refund or fix your car, then typically I can accomplish that. If the shop decides not to take care of the problem, then I kick the shop off the list and I'll fix your car up to $5,000, which covers the transmission. But I've never had to do that. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, you can imagine that's why I, I'm looking hard. But if you go to MarkSalem.com, MarkSalem.com, Mark with a K and Salem like the cigarette, MarkSalem.com, you'll be able to find our list of best repair shops there. And there's some guys that uh, on the west side, there's Harker's, there's Billy um, at 25th Street Auto, Harker's at 38th Avenue and Indian School. Um, but it, it, most of the time, home is great, but then if you have to drive a little ways um, for a good shop, it's 
it's usually pretty worth it. Anyway, do we have any callers? Phone lines are open. Phone lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Let me tell you about a couple of other shops that are just great shops and have been on my list for 15 years maybe. Kurt's Auto Repair up at I-17 and Bell Road. He's been around the block. He knows what he's doing. He's as honest as the day is long. He's one of them old gray-haired guys. And, uh, and, and all of us have taken the Automotive Service Excellence Test, ASC test, they call them, because that really qualifies you. And many of us are masters, which means you've passed all eight. So I can't enumerate all eight, but suspension, steering, transmission, heater and air conditioning, tires, brakes, engine, vehicle emissions, uh, in, in codes, uh, dashboard, those are the tests you take. And you basically it's a bumper-to-bumper test on a generic car that has all that stuff in it. Well, if you, if you pass one, the brake test, then you are ASC certified in brakes. If you pass two or three, then you're ASC certified in A, B, and C. But when you're a master technician, you've passed all eight tests. And folks, it takes the better part of a day to pass all eight tests. So I've been a master since 1991, and I'm still a master. And I have, I think, 11 that work for me. But this isn't about my shop. This is about you and your shop. And that's where I'm happy to help you. So Kurtz is a good guy, and I can tell you how I met Kurtz. I sent a lady to Kurtz who had been told by three shops she needed an engine. Kurtz called me, and he said, I fixed the car for 40 bucks. And I said, you did? <laughs> I said, that's a cheap engine. He goes, no, I put an oil pressure switch in it. The, everybody looked at the oil gauge, and the oil gauge was in the red, and they said, you need a motor. He says, the sending unit on the motor was bad. I said, well, how did she take that? And she said, I don't think she believed me, but I told her two things. Number one, it's not going to make noise. Number two, the light's going to go out. And so then I guess later, some period of time later, she stopped by Kurtz and said, no question, you fixed it. And that's how he became a part of it. But I have his cell phone number. I know he's a good guy, and I know he he knows the difference between right and wrong. And I heard the bell. Who's on the phone? Mark, say hello to Mark. Mark to Mark. How are you? Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. How are you? Good, good. Um, I just wanted to call and just thank you so much for your shop and for the radio program that you do. Um, I've been bringing my cars to your shop for about four years now, and I just had my Ranger in this week for some AC work, and Eddie checked some other things and found a couple of serious problems that would eventually show up that I wasn't aware of, and he did a great job fixing it. And I'm just um, so grateful to know that I can take my car to a shop, and people are just totally honest about the repair that's needed, and they've done a great job for me for several okay. years now. So let me ask you a couple questions, because this is Dad talking, because my daughter Andy and my son Alan run that operation, and and my wife and I are there a lot. But have they ever come a penny over their estimate? No, in fact... Um, my estimate for my Ranger this past week was it was a significant amount of money, but I needed to have the repairs done. And when they told me how much it would cost, I said, go ahead and do it. And then uh, when they called me with a final bill, my final bill was $100 less than they predicted. Okay, and well, I think every time that I've gone there, it's always been less than what they've told me. We have to bid the big one. So if, if, it, if, this, if this part A and B and C are iffies, they're in the estimate. 
we're not going to call back. I hate that when we have to call back and say, oh, you know what, I really need to do the control arms on the other side. I hate that. So I'm very proud when I hear what you said because we always come in under our estimate because we're we're, we're smart enough to know that there's some iffies in there and we better cover the iffies. So, um, and. I have a great staff. I have Eddie Crusoe been with me 32 years. Adam, I went to high school with his dad. Adam's a master. We got uh, I, we got Ron that's the master. Nate's a master. I, I'm just kind of going by bay by bay. But thank you for saying what you said. This isn't about the radio show. Isn't really about my shop. But thank you for that. And I'm going to pass this on to the kids. And um, yeah. And I, I, I just, um, you made my day, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I just want to thank you, and I've talked to Andy a number of times, and I know quite a bit about cars. My dad was a mechanic, but she knows a lot more than I do, <laughs> and it's just, she's just, uh, I just trust her. She knows a lot, so we can thank her, too. Let me tell you something. You know that she's the CEO and CFO, right? Yes, she, yes, I do. They answered to her, and, and I had a technician one time say that to me. I worked here about four months, and he says, and you know, usually when there's a, usually he says, I don't know if I agree with that. Usually, if there's a lady involved, the technicians can, you know, throw her cover with bull crap and and, and throw stuff at her, and you know, he goes, but you can't do that, to Andy. Andy was sweeping cigarette butts when she was ten years old at our gas station in Ahwatukee. Andy grew up mm-hmm. in that environment. Andy is, and and her older brother Alan is there, and he runs the shop. And um, the, between the two of them, they do a great, great job. Alan is just this giant of a man, and he he does the performance stuff. So the hot rod diesels and the hot rod cars and lifts and lowers and tires and wheels and exhaust and blah blah blah. He does that. But 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 Andy, um, I'm. You made me a proud father. She's a she's a wonderful human being, and she she knows right from wrong, and and um, and I I love that little girl with all my heart, and I know that uh, I know that she represents our our family quite well. So thank you very much for that. I got to run for a couple of reasons, but first of all, it's time for a break. This is Matt Crowder live at the gas station on 41st Street, reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss. Are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh, I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Well, does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow. Well, there you have have it. Stop paying full price for gas. Download the free GetUpside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder, Radio News Network. Download the free GetUpside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code STATE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code STATE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code STATE. Dad! Come on! Over here! Look at this, Dad! Over... Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree... It's huge! ...is the moment I knew that for him... You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. 
Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to... uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hey, is that a faucet running? Nope, that's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. It is? Yeah, forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. The water comes straight from the forest to us. In fact... What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum! That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. How do trees clean the air? They soak up the dirty air on their leaves, branches, and trunks, which means clean air for us. Hmm, cool. I didn't know that. Yep, but the forest does more than give us clean air and water. It gives us shade for hot days, birds to listen to, and trees to climb. Wow, that's awesome. I didn't know how cool the forest could be. Hey, let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, Go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. All about that demon. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Um, I want to tell, talk to you about a, a shop that I really respect, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. He's a Better Business Bureau A-plus rated shop. He's been in the business for a very long time. Nate is a great guy to shake his hand and talk diesels with. But when it comes to Chevy diesels, Ford diesels, Dodge diesels, and some import diesels, he's really the king. He knows diesels better than anybody else I know, and he knows diesels a whole lot better than I do. So if you're looking for that diesel guy, then Strictly Diesel Service and Repairs open Monday through Friday. They sell lots of parts and stuff and enhancement accessories on their website. And they're up at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. One uh, Before I take um, uh, Chuck, uh, Mark had called up and, and paid lots of compliments of, about our shop. And, and I've said a thousand times before, I've been doing radio since, since um, uh, 1988. And so this isn't about my shop. We've been blessed with really good customers, really good business, really good vendors, really good people and all that stuff. But when he talks about Andy, my daughter, leaving $100 on the table because we bid it for this, but then we didn't use all the stuff we thought we needed, and we left $100 on the table. I copied that from somebody else. We don't do that on purpose. But the fact of the matter is is when somebody does that, 
and I remember distinctly that seeing that happen at a gas station that I used to work at when I was a kid. It's just it just oozes the confidence that you know they could have they could have moved it right up to the, tucked it in underneath the estimate they gave you and and and, and pocketed that hundred dollars. It's it's really easy to make money in the car repair industry and it's easy to be successful. You just have to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> you just you have to. You have to just give it back when you need to. And I would never be the one to say that we didn't do something wrong. I've bought engines before because my technicians made a mistake. I've bought wrecked cars before because we wrecked it on a test drive. We've done all that, but we've been in business since 1979. So, yeah, yeah, we for 42, 43, 44 years, however much it is, yeah, we've um, we've made a lot of mistakes, but... Uh, we we've learned a lot too. Chuck, good morning to you. How can I help you today? Hey, Mark. I've got an '07 Chevy Silverado, and uh, on the driver's door, sometimes when I open it, the dome light comes on. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't see any switch or anything that the door opens and closes. And just wondered where I need to check to figure mm. out why it's working only part time. Wow. Huh. You know, you. I don't know the answer to that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised it doesn't have a switch somewhere in the door. The only place that it would know, and and something where electrical is already at, is the latch. So it could be a latching issue. It could be a latch. But I'll, I'll tell you what I would do if I were you. I'd get on the internet and I'd punch in your VIN number and I would do driver's dome light switch or driver's door dome light switch. I think you're going to get an exploded drawing, and it's going to give you a part number based on the VIN, and I think it's going to show you the location of it. And I think that's what I would do if I were you. And you can do that with okay. O'Reilly's, AutoZone, um, uh, 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 Napa. You can you and and I'll tell you where I I would go. I'll tell you where I go. Go to parts. Um, oh gosh. The name of the company is Parts Authority, um, but Rock Auto. Go to Rock Auto. They have really good okay. illustrations there, and that's what I wanted to say. Go to Rock Auto. But I don't know the answer of the, of the location, but if you can't find it, I'm going to assume it's not on the door frame. It's probably going to be in the latch. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I'm used to seeing, all, well, in the older cars, they had a little thing on the on the wall where the hinges are, and it's open it, you know, closed it, but uh, right. yeah, I checked everywhere, didn't it? But I'll do that. I'll go on that site and see what they say. Yeah, just look for a door switch and then dome light. Those are your search word kind of things. And if you wouldn't mind, Mark at MarkSalem.com, you can send me an email and tell me. <laughs> you can help me look smarter the next time somebody asks me this. Thank you very much, Chuck. Thank you. When you, when you, when you, I'm trying to do, I do my best to make sure that geographically I've got areas of the valley covered with really good shops, but it's just impossible. The far southeast valley, it's really a beautiful place. I live out that way, but the idea is is that when, when it, there's lots of shops, but there's lots of shops that come and go. A guy will open a shop and he'll drive the sales way up and then he'll sell it to somebody else who found out that if I continue those kind of sales I'm going to have to really sell a lot of stuff and and then I have to pay him for the business and I have to pay for the rent of the building and I have to pay the staff and it's just a big gosh darn it it's just um, and I'm not saying that happens in the Southeast Valley I'm just saying that's just an area of growth 
And, and when you have that, you don't have anybody that's been out there for 10 years that's been working on cars, 20 years that's been working on cars, the same family, the same people. And, and, and you know, they, they obviously know how to fix cars because they wouldn't be in business this long. Or you run into a chain store, but then you might run into a shop that has changed hands five times. And that's also troublesome. But anyway... In Mesa, I've only got one shop. All of Mesa, one shop. And they're on Main Street, just east of Stapley, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Both Brian and Thelma, the Thompsons that own Thompson's Auto Repair, come from gas station families that date back to the 60s and the 70s in the Mesa area. Both of their families, their mothers worked on the books on the gas stations and their dad ran the bays both of their dads and mothers. So these two young people know cars and know car repair, and I'm really proud to tell you that Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing on Main Street, just east of Stapley, is the only shop in Mesa I can recommend, and we'll be right back. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. We all reach tipping points in life. The weight of a low-paying job, unpaid bills, a new family, you can't keep going. That's where My Computer Career can help. In just months, not years, they can help you start a new life as an IT pro, even with no prior experience. Impossible? You learn online from home, and My Computer Career offers lifetime career services to help you find jobs with companies begging for IT pros. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound, chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. A satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We team. deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. That was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind, like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh oh. 
Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Plenty of people start something great in their 40s and 50s. Getting your retirement savings on track is no different. Go to aceyourretirement.org, and in three minutes, you'll get personalized tips to help boost your retirement savings. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We have five lines, and they're all open. If you'd like to call in, you can. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. But let me talk about, for a few minutes, about some of the very bad guys in our industry. They're few and far between, but you're going to recognize this. Let me explain what's going on first. In the old days, we got to see your car every 3,000 miles. We rotated your tires every other oil change, and we did your transmission services and all your fluids, your brake fluid, your power steering fluid, your uh, uh, transmission fluid, your engine oil every 3,000 miles, but the rest of the fluids were usually on a 30,000-mile call. Today, they're north of 100,000 miles, but you need to check your owner's manual. Well, the problem with that is is now that we have these super synthetic fluids and, and lubricants, we don't need to change the transmission fluid every 30,000 miles. But there's still a whole bunch of people out there that are saying that we do. And you need to be aware of what your car says. So I'm going to give you some self-defense for car expense um, ways for you to do that. You can, the, the very first thing when you're told by a shop that, that you need something, um, you, you should look, look at them and say, um, I'm going to go get my owner's manual. Would you show me where it says that in the manual? And their response will tell you all you need to know. If they talk you out of going and getting in your manuals and they start giving you this big song and dance about Arizona is different and Phoenix is different and there's no other city like Phoenix in the United States and you have to do your car different in Phoenix and blah, 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 blah. That's all bull. That's all bull. The fact of the matter is, is the lubricants we have today, put your hands together like you're praying and move them out about an inch. And that's the lubricant protection that we used to have. And then I want you to take your hands and move them all the way out as far as you can. Extend your arms out. And that's the, that's the protection of the lubricants that we have today. It's just different. But you see, what happens is, is we got to clip your wallet every time you came in for an oil change because we got to sell you this or that. Every other time, a tire rotation. Every third time, fourth time, we're going to change your transmission fluid. And we're going to service your battery. And we're going to replace your power steering pump. Now, you don't really have to do anything for 100,000 miles. So we make stuff up. People in our industry make up stuff. You need to have your valves uh, flushed. You need to have this flushed, and you need to have that flushed. They're just flushing your wallet. That's all they're doing is flushing your wallet. <laughs> and that's where you, you say, well, I want to go get my owner's manual. Can, you, can we dog-ear that page? They're not going to let you go out to your car and get the owner's manual. They're not going to participate in that because they can't find in your owner's manual where it says that you need to service that transmission at 30,000 miles. That's just all there is to it. And I'm talking about cars that are 10 years and older. Or 10 years and newer. Let me say that. 10 years and newer. And then then you say, well, you're, you're due for a, a... We need to flush your... And when they use the word flush, I'm just telling you right now, you need to just... 
we, we need to flush your valves. We need to flush your intake manifold. We need to flush this and we flush that. And this is what you say. Well, what symptoms do I have now that you're going to fix with this $250 injector flush? What symptoms do I have today that you're going to fix? You see, the person in front of you doesn't know anything about cars. They just go to training in the morning, and they're told what to say. They're not told how to answer those kinds of questions. But if your injectors needed to be flushed, you'd have an engine miss. You'd have a rough idle. And the injector flush would probably be the first thing the shop wants to do because the sex success rate's pretty good. But don't you understand? If you don't have a problem, then there is no solution that costs two or three hundred dollars. So if you think that you're going to just flush your injectors and your car's going to love you more and the injectors are never going to fail, you live in la la land. That's just not going to happen. We can't. We can change your oil every five miles or five hundred miles. But when that motor decides to go to motor heaven at 168,000 miles, it's going to motor heaven. That's all there is to it. There's nothing you can do about it. Nine out of ten motors that we replace are damaged because the customer drove it low on oil or, or, or kept driving it after it overheated. I mean, it's just almost every single one. So if you can avoid driving it when the needle is in the red and there's smoke coming from the hood and you're seven miles from home and you go, I'm just going to go ahead and take it home, it'll be okay. It isn't going to be okay. You're going to end up having major motor work. Same way with your transmission. It's slipping like crazy. I have to give it a whole bunch of gas and then all of a sudden it, it goes, and then it grabs and then it shoots me forward. You can't do that all the way home. You can't do that. Call a tow truck. But the beginning of the end of your engine is oil consumption, blue smoke, and, and, and probably overheating. That's the beginning of the end. But not over, 9 out of 10 overheats are fixable. One is the symptom of something big. That's it. So I, I just want you to, to self-defense for car expense is something that, that we've coined and it, it has everything to do with arming you with things to say. Now, here's your default. Ladies, this is one that really works well. My husband, you know, he doesn't know anything about cars, but his brother, and let's say you're driving a Chevrolet, his brother works for Chevrolet as an engineer. So I need you to just, I'll come and pick it up in an hour, but I need you to write down exactly what you told me that the scooculator valve had too much carbon on it and that you were going to do this flush and that flush and this would make the car last forever. I need you to write it all, whatever you told me, write it down and I'm going to go ahead and give it to my husband's brother. There isn't anybody that's got a half a brain between their ears (laughs) that's going to give you something in writing when they just tried to float that trial balloon past your nose. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to write it. So... Tell me what it is I need again. I need you to write it down. Tell me why I need it and tell me what it is and then put a price to it because I'm going to give it to my husband and he's going to give it to his brother who's an engineer for Ford. Or Who cares if you're fibbing? The fact of the matter is is you're going to see a response that's going to, you're going to say to yourself, yeah, I knew this wasn't the case. And that's really what it's all about. Your owner's manual is the Bible written by the guy that built your, the man or the woman who built your car. It's the Bible. 
we're not allowed to change it just because we live in Arizona any more than the people in Minnesota can change it because they live in the cold country in the winter. It's just not right. That manual doesn't. And sometimes there is a time, I've seen it twice in my entire life, where they made manuals geographically. So there was a manual for something in Minnesota and there was a manual for something somewhere else. But today, I haven't seen one of those in a very, very long time. Very long time. And you can imagine that if I say something and somebody has something that's going to make me eat my words, they'll produce it. And that's okay, because if that happens, I raise my hand. I'm okay with that. I learn. But our industry is suffering because you're only coming in once a year for an oil change instead of three and four times a year. Our our industry is suffering because your car has fluids that we've never seen before and that last two and three and four and five times longer than the the fluids we used to put in there. So that's what's going on, and and we're scared we're all going to go broke. And we're scared. but in reality, my shop we have twenty bays. We have twenty bays within what we call another ten bays of of what we call wet work. When we're going to do your water pump, we're going to do it over some some floors with drains in them, and so we have those. We can position almost forty cars. We got lots of work. <laughs> There's no reason to panic. And 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 my daughter and my son, they're not going to tell you you need something when you don't need it. That's all there is to it. So, but we don't have a crystal ball, so you can't say to us, "Well, okay, I, I know my oil changes are on 7,500 mile intervals, and so you've pronounced it okay, and so I should be okay for 7,500 miles." No. Today it's okay. We have no idea if you're going to blow a tire or blow a fan belt or blow the radiator up in the next thousand miles. We don't know. But today, everything is good. So I know we have a caller. Who might that be? Say hello to Tom. Tom, good morning. Morning, Mark. Love your show. Thank you. Um, I, I have a 2020 Cadillac, and then sometimes when I'm at a stop sign and uh, I put on the brakes, it'll start squeaking. Um is this before is, you come to a stop? Um, yes. Okay. So and, you're coming. And I think it's coming from the front. It's, okay. It's got so the Brembo brakes on it. Okay. Okay. So you're coming up to to a traffic light, and it it really makes no difference if you're gently applying the brakes on a one to ten scale. If you're applying a one or you're applying a ten, it really doesn't make any difference. But there's a squealing noise. And, and is there a little bit of roughness in the brake pedal where the squealing noise and what your foot's saying, they match? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly, okay. yes. All right, the squealing is the pad is moving. The pad is moving. And believe it or not, you know that there's two sides of a brake pad. There's the side that hits the rotor, which is the asbestos side. But the back side of the pad is metal, and it touches the back side of the fingers of the caliper. The squeal is coming from there. It's not coming from the pad. The pad is loose, and we make anti-rattle springs for those. So the the pad is vibrating like a guitar string, and all we're going to do is is we're going to, actually us old guys, we just take and put this bar underneath here, and we lift up here, and we take our hammer, and we go, and we t- and there's tabs on the pad that hold it to the caliper, and all we do is tighten those up. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 with a hammer and a and a pry bar, we tighten them up and we send you on your way. So it's the pad now, that's is moving. That, is that a major concern or not? No, not really, not really. And if you wanted to, do you work on your own car? Uh, not really. Okay. 
do you, I mean, this is what, this is how I, I would approach it. Um, when you take your car into your garage, you say, I need a tire rotation, and w- would you tighten up those front brake pads for me just a little bit? They seem to be squealing. And I, if he understands that, he's a keeper. He's a keeper. Okay. Because we all know how to tighten up the front brake pad. Well, and he says, well, what? Maybe the service writer goes, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, the pads themselves, they have these ears on them, and they clamp onto the caliper. And I guess when the pad kind of moves around a little bit, you get a squeal. And I guess the old gray-haired guys know how to just kind of clamp those tabs down a little tighter. Try it and see. What part okay, of the town yeah, do you live yeah. in? I, I know what you're talking about. I've seen those little springs in there. I think I've, uh, uh, in my younger days, I actually changed out some brakes and... I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, another quick question. Um, on my next set of tires, should I get run flats or the high-speed ones? What kind is of car difference? do you have? Well, it's, a, it's a Cadillac. It's a CT. Okay. It's a, one of those V models. Okay. Well, the uh, the high-speed ones still have an overall high-speed limit to them. And, when they come, when, and if it's got a 140-mile-an-hour tire on it and you blow that tire at 141 miles an hour, you're in for a ride that you're not going to survive. So I'm, I'm not a real fan, and I have hot rod cars that run those kinds of speeds. And, yes, I put 140-mile-an-hour tires on it, the V-rated, the VR-rated tires. Yes, I do that. Um, but um, I would probably, I mean... <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you to do that, but I think I'd probably just go for quality in life as opposed to speed. I probably, I and I think most tires are going to be good for 93 to about 105 miles an hour, and until you get into those high speed tires, and then you're going to spend an arm and a leg for those. I mean, you right, can spend yeah, 500 dollars yeah, a tire. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not going to drive that fast, but I mean, would you? It, Recommendation, I mean, would you even put the, the, the run-flat tires instead no. of the high-speed? I don't like the run-flat tires at all. They're really expensive. And how many flats have you had in your life? Uh, not. Yeah, you're right. I haven't. And, and for me, honest to goodness, I've had two flats, and both of them were my fault. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's all there is to it. It were my fault. I kissed a curb on one of them, and there was this piece of something in the roadway, and I just was kind of lazy about avoiding it, and I hit it, and it cut the tire. And if, it, if one of them would have been a run flat, I still would have been in trouble. So uh, I think you just buy good tires that come with a, a good warranty, a good workmanship warranty, and that they're going to rotate your tires for you for free. And to be perfectly honest with you, I think I'd go to discount, and I'd say on a 10 to 1 to 10 scale from a financial point of view, I'd like to buy a tire that's like a 6, just a little better than the average. And they give you tire rotations and all that other kind of stuff. So even though I sell tires, I tell people, and I told my mother uh, uh, up in Colorado, Find a discount, Mom. Find a discount. So i got to run. But anyway, my, my email is mark at marksalem.com. My, a, uh, my website is marksalem.com. But you can send me an email. And if you do, please send me a phone number so I can call you because I'm going to have questions. And so that will help short-circuit it. And I always call from a blocked line. I'll see you next Saturday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.